Welcome to Solo BG, your podcast for solo and cooperative board games. Here you will find everything you need to know about your favorite and most recent games. Art, rules, gameplays and interviews. Here is your host, Derek Rodriguez. Hi, welcome to Solo BG. My name is Derek and this is another episode. Now, this is a special one that I was looking forward. I know that I told you about this a few episodes ago. And this is a solo with friends episode, kind of a special interview-ish, if you want to call it. Uh, since we already, uh, we haven't had the solo with friends episode in September, but we had it, uh, the one from August, which was Monster Slaughter from Luma Imports. And for today, I'm with a very good friend of mine, a special guest that, you know, they just released a game that it's perfect. It's a perfect game for families. It's a perfect game for couples. And it helps or it works a lot as a perfect window or door to get more people into this amazing hobby. And without spoiling you anymore, I'm with my friend, with my friend Carl Breer, which I hope I pronounced the last name correctly. How yeah, are you, Carl? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you, Derek. Yeah, yeah you yeah. pronounce uh, Breer correctly. Thank you very much for the introduction. Is that a French last name, I'm assuming? or? Yes, yes. I'm based in Montreal in Canada, so I'm uh, a French-Canadian. Okay, okay. So now, we, we uh, first of all, welcome to the show. And Incubation was just released uh, a few weeks ago, actually. Um, it's, this is a game from Synapse Games. But before we jump into that, I would like to know, and of course, all of you amazing listeners, I'm pretty sure you're wondering, I mean, who is Carbier? Can you tell us a little bit about you? Like, um, you know, uh, as, uh, since you designed the game, your career as a designer, uh, so what, are you, what is your role in Synapse Games and all this stuff? Just feel free to talk. This is your house, my friend. So just tell us about yourself. Okay, sounds good. So actually, uh, I've been working in the board game industry for about 10 years, uh, working okay. for different distributors, uh, different publishers. Uh, I also already worked for uh, a board game manufacturer based in China. So I kind of gravitate around different kind of companies, but always in the board game industries. So for the, the last 10, 10 years or so. Okay. And now you, you, you yeah, were sorry. in China. When, when you say you, a company based in China, you weren't in China or you were actually in China? No, actually, I was working from Montreal for a, a manufacturer based in China to work with different publisher to okay. give them some advice about the components and what can be done and how to save costs and what cool items we, we can integrate into the games and stuff like that. Make it, making the Kickstarters wait a little bit less, right? That's always exactly. Thing. And what what can we add on as a stretch goal or something like that? That could be not that expensive, but has a great value in terms of like the the tactile effect or something like that. Yeah. Well, sorry, I interrupted you. So you were saying you were working. You you uh, that's part of your background. And then yeah. So I work for different publishing companies for, uh, based in the U.S. or in Europe, and so try to to make the game as like accessible as much as possible. Uh, so I, it's been a while that I, I'm play board games for a long time. I played a lot of board games, like, like all of you probably. So it's, yeah. it's always a passion. So now I wanted to do something more. So I had a lot of ideas back like a few years ago and uh -huh. I never really moved forward how to complete a game and so that's that's where all incubation started like a few years ago i had ideas so i like interaction games 
I like that easy that is games that are easy to introduce people in. I have a lot of friends or family that are not into board games, but I would like to play games with them. So I need to create a game that is not too complex, but I still have challenges because you have decision making and still interactions and stuff like that. Okay. And, and this is where incubation uh, took place because incubation is it, it's done for it's a gateway game, a game that is very easy to put on the table with anyone. It could be your parents, your friends, your 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 kids. I have two two sons, and they love dragons. So the thematic for me for incubation makes sense that we we can put dragons in in, in that thematic. So to hatch those eggs to so they can become dragons, and then you you try to to collect. To collect treasures and and victory points with with your dragons and you have set collection so i integrate a few different mechanics to introduce them into that that new hobby and to make the game easy accessible for them rules need to be easy the gameplay has to be quick the the the, the time of the game need to be quite short and a great replay value as well so that's why there's different objectives and, and things like that. Yeah, no, actually, I mean, we're going to talk about the mechanics and all this stuff in a little bit. Uh, see, uh, so don't spoil too much the listeners. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, so that's your background. So what is, uh, you know, I, I know that you are the designer of Incubation, and the illustrations are by Katie Grierson, which, by the way, the illustrations of the game are beautiful. But my next question would be, uh, this is a game I released from Synapse Games. Now, uh, what is your role in Synapse Games? Are you just the designer of the game, or, or because I all I could find about Synapse Games, it's a, a company that is coming very powerful, but it's a new company. Yes, it is a new company. Uh, actually, I'm also the founder of Synapse Games. Okay. Uh, since I had the idea of incubation, I say, okay, so let's do the the old project. So. I will start a publishing company and my first game will be also incubation. So I'm the, it's my first game that I, as a designer, and also I started uh, Synapses Games as a publishing company. And the, and the, there's more title coming in, in that, in in the catalog of Synapses Games. Like we'll already have four games in the pipeline and some games, uh, one of the game is with uh, Jay Cormier. Okay. Uh, the one who did John Carden. So we have a lot of uh, potential in, in our catalog. Uh, and the distribution network is very strong at the moment. Like Incubation was released in 18 different countries at the same time. Wow. So, yeah. So the rule, so book, I'm, is, I'm, the rule book is available in different languages or mainly English? Uh, there's English, French, in Hungarian, Italian as there's many different languages. A lot of them are in English, like in Canada or UK, Australia, US, but there's uh-huh. a lot of languages, different languages at the same time. And also, well, I, I need to share this, you know, uh, as you know, amazing listeners, my primary language is not English, is uh, Spanish. And uh, I happen to listen to a lot of podcasts and, and be trying to reach out to a Spanish gaming community. But one of the good, usually the, the sometimes not, I won't call it a struggle, but sometimes the things uh, that a lot of players, um, they wait until their rule books are released in Spanish. But let me tell you this, um, as an Spanish, I guess, native primary language uh, people or person, um, this rule book, it's very easy to understand. It's very straightforward, streamlined. 
And so you, even if, even, I don't know if the rule book is available in Spanish or not, but even if it's not, I mean, you won't have any, any issue in learning. And I'm pretty sure that ha that uh, also uh, works for any language other than English, because also the illustrations and the setup process and the steps and the actions and all the stuff that you're going to find on the rule book, they are very, like I said, straightforward, uh, described, and also very good, uh, like scheme pictures that you can guide yourself with. So I think they did a great job with incubation in the rule book. Uh, so that it's, it's good that it's available in, in many languages. It's impressive. Like, like I said, uh, this company, Synapse Games, uh, it seems like it's coming very powerful, which congratulations and congratulations for the game too. But just what you're telling us, I mean, it's released worldwide in 18 different countries at uh, the same time. Uh, I already have seen here in Indianapolis, uh, which is where I'm base located, uh, in, in the different gaming stores I have seen incubation already, like in their shelves. Um, also, while I was in Gen Con 2019, which, by the way, I'm missing listeners, uh, like I always tell you when I receive games from publishers and designers, I always tell you in that way you can uh, notice that it's more fair our review or our opinions about the game. This game was provided by me by Luma Imports at Gen Con, and what really surprised me is that on Luma Imports booth, this was one of the games that more people were focusing or wanted to demo at the game. And the components look great, the setup look great, visualizing on the table looks very cute, very nice. So that's where I found out about Synapse Games. And you know that, that's why I can tell that it's a very strong uh, company or it's a very strong game that it's already released in the market. So congratulations, Carl, for the company and for the design too. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, so as you said, the, the table present was very important. Like you, you were talking about the, the illustration. Uh, I had the pleasure to work with uh, Katya Grishan. She's based in the UK and okay. she loves Dragon. So when I pitched her the game, like the idea of the game at first, talking about the thematic, and she was very excited because she went to a college uh, school in art and she wanted to to do illustration about dragons. And her teacher told her she will never be able to do any money with dragons. What? So when, <laughs> when, yeah, so when I proposed incubation to her, she was so excited. So it was very fun working with her. She was, she, she's extremely professional and, and she understood exactly what kind of game incubation uh, tried to, to aim, what kind of gamers or family. So, it, it was very easy to get the illustration that that I was expecting from from uh, Katty. and so now she she get back to her teacher and said, "Look, I've got this project that I was able to uh, uh, to do, and it, it's with dragons." So she, yeah. she she's really happy to join two two different passions. That that's beautiful. And you know what? If Katty is listening, if you're listening to this, Katty, I don't know if you're listening. We're recording uh, on September 16. This game will be released this coming Friday, which will be probably the 20th, September 20th. Uh, but anyway, if you're listening to this in September, if you're listening to this in October, November, December, 2022, 2025, which I hope now, I hope you're listening before that. But anyway, I mean, congrats for the, for the job. You did a great job and, and tell your teacher that she was wrong or he was wrong because you can now, especially in these times, you can make a lot of money with, dra with dragons, <laughs> which is one of the uh, most hype thing, you know, because it's funny that you mentioned that because I feel like, when we were growing up, um, well, I don't know how old are you, but I'm, I'm, 30, I'm 32 years old. And when we were growing up, uh, you know, if you were kind of a, a geek guy, like kind of like, you know, a nerd, not nerdy, but like you like uh, Dungeons and Dragons, board games and comics and all the stuff, you, like you weren't that cool kid, you know, you were like, okay, like the kid that yeah. is in the basement or whatever. Now, 
now everybody wants to do that. Now everybody wants to, to, to read comics. Everybody wants to do geek. Uh, everybody wants to play games. I mean, and now is now is the hype thing, and I hope it stays like this for forever for a long time. Even if for some gamers it's like kind of a jealousy because they're like they feel like, well, this is ours. We don't want to share it with the world. But I think the more it expands and the more popular it gets, the better because more players, more designers, more projects, more games, more Kickstarters, more business, I guess too. Uh, so that's better for the industry and for the hobby, uh, don't you think? Yes, yes, I, I do think so. It think we like in the last few years there's so many so much more game on the market and it shows up a huge variety like do you like co-op game competitive games worker placement games like there's so many different things and the co components are so so different from what i started 10 years ago now you have like the the mill coins you have a lot more miniatures you have, you have like kickstarter brought a, a a whole new kind of category of material that we can integrate into a board game. And I think it's fantastic. Now, talking about Kickstarter, um, tell me if I'm wrong, Carl, but this game, of, of course, it wasn't funded on Kickstarter or anything like that. This game was just a straight to, uh, you know, from a company uh, to that I know, well, for a fact, once again, and I say hi and, uh, you know, I always say hi to my friends from Luma Imports. Yeah. Uh, they're always very nice. Um, and, um, you know, I know that, Probably, like once again, if I'm wrong, let tell me otherwise. This game wasn't funded through Kickstarter. This was just a straight, you know, release from Synapse Games and Luma Imports going to different countries. Um, so, uh, what do you think about Kickstarter? What are your thoughts about Kickstarter? Do, do you do you think there some of your game, all your games are gonna be like this, like just releasing to stores, or or you or you think you're gonna be a Kickstarter path? Or what are your thoughts on that? I guess business aspect of the of the hobby. Uh, well, I will talk with my own experience. I don't have much with Kickstarter directly. I know that it it has a huge potential. It can also use to do different things that it will be way too expensive to go into straight distribution at first. Uh, but I don't think that for gateway games like I'm doing, uh, it will be the right approach because I don't need to put as many stretch goal to to bring the level of the uh, the the game or the the components or the visual i want to to make games that are accessible for like everyone everybody so, so but the price is also a matter of the the accessibility so if i i price my game higher you will have more cool components in it but it won't be as as accessible as it is right now so i don't think that i will go into kickstarter uh because the range of product that i'm doing it's more focused on, on like the 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 family gamers ca ca well casual gamers gateway games and, and i don't think it it fits well in that category and you know what that's great it's great to hear because i want to mention like um you know sometimes as a well i i mean as as all of you MSN listeners know you know i'm a solo player and i like very strong and theme and uh, you know, very uh, immersive games, challenging games. But, you know, I feel like companies right now and even like big companies like Cool Mini or not, I mean, per se one, Steamforge, um, they do like a very, very strong, heavy theme games to, I guess, to feed that uh, need and demand from all the players, uh, you know, like including myself. But sometimes we need also people that they can create challenging games, that they can create fun games 
that help as a gateway uh, and also to help to bring more people into the hobby. Like you were mentioning, like you have family members, probably we all have neighbors that they know about our hobby, but they don't, you won't play games with their, like you won't play a Robinson Crusoe with them or whatever, because yeah. of course not, right? Um, right. Or probably you do, but I mean, it will be hard. So the chances that you can bring somebody to the hobby with an easier game, uh, not too crazy, and, and but very nice cued at the same time um, are, more, are, are more higher with these kind of games. And like I said, I feel like now that, I mean, probably a huge amount of the designers and companies, of course, they're trying to go what is with the demand right now, which is, once again, thematic games, mainly uh, cooperative or competitive, but also with solo variant, which is growing a lot. Um, but I feel like there's always a good thing when there's a designer out there or a publisher out there or a company out there that is trying to bring, okay, I'm going to focus and bring, you know, these, bring these games that are fun, but also that can help, as I already mentioned, for a gateway or for an introduction. So I think Incubation does a good job with that. And talking about Incubation, let's jump into the game now. If you agree, if you agree, Mr. Carl. Sure, uh, yes, I agree. Okay, so usually on every Solo BG podcast episode, you know, I talk about first, like, as you know, amazing listeners, box and cover, and we talk about the box and the cover. So just to let you know right now, we already talked a little bit about the designer, but in the box you have on the cover, you have these cute dragons and eggs, which I need to be honest, I'm before starting, um, you know, these uh, episodes of Solo with Friends, I proved myself that I was wrong because I usually, once again, talking about that hype of immersive and challenging games. Mm-hmm. Oh, every time that I was like, oh, this is a cute game. No, it's not for me. I want something challenging, something that I can, <laughs> you know, thematic and immersive and all the stuff. But I proved myself that I was wrong because now I've been playing a lot of games, uh, you know, with Solo, with Friends, I guess, you, if you want to call it that they have very cute illustrations and I'm having a blast like a kid. So um, just, you know, that's, I proved myself that I was wrong and I'm very glad that I proved myself that I was wrong. So incubation, I'm glad too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> incubation on the main cover, you have these cute eggs uh, of dragons and, you know, it's like they're in a cavern or something. Once again, Katie Grishin, you did a magnificent job with the design. And it says that the game, it plays two to five players, that it plays eight year plus and it has 30 minutes. Now, I with I need to tell you this, Mr. Cole. Yeah. I think you can even play with a little bit younger kids this game. Yes, that's true. Uh, actually, if you if your kids are like like already play few other games, it will be very easy to introduce them. Actually, you, you can play at six year old if if you want because it's quite easy. Like the actions and the decisions that you have to to do in the game. It's really intuitive and it's very streamlined, so it will get it quite fast. Usually, when I put the game on the table, within two rounds, everybody knows how to play the game. Yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, like you said. I think you can play it uh, with younger kids, and that's why when I was reading on the on the box, like a year a year plus, I was like, come on, they could have put six. But I understand at the same time <laughs> that I mean. It also can be, it just depends, I guess, on different kids, right? Like if they play already, like you mentioned or not. Now, uh, the time-wise, I do agree with the time-wise, 30 minutes. I play this game already, two-player, three-player, four-player, five-player. The five-player took a little bit longer, but an average you will get of 30 minutes. So good job in that because usually also, as you know, amazing listeners, we usually try to, you know, make sure that the time that they put there on the games, it correlates to the gameplay because sometimes you have... Crazy games that it will take you, they take the easy way and they will tell you in the box, it plays all the way from 45 minutes 
to 320 minutes and you're like, what the hell? Like, like you know, that, that big uh, window. But I think, like you mentioned, and like we've been talking about, this game, it's a very uh, straightforward, I guess, game. And the, t the time it takes 30 minutes. Now, Carl, on the show, after we review the art and we do all the stuff which we already talk about it, then we go inside the box, where is where I, we do the audio unboxing. We open the game and we give you the we give to you amazing listeners kind of the feeling like if you're once again in the subway, in a train, in a plane, in a car, walking, running, swimming, whatever you're doing. <laughs> which, by the way, if you're swimming, you need to let me know how to swim and listening to a podcast. But <laughs> we give you the the unboxing feeling and kind of by audio and tell you what is inside the box, the components and all that stuff. Now, Carl, let's talk about the components of the game. The cards are very good quality, standard, very nice illustrations, once again, from Kerry Grierson. Um, but I really want to appreciate Synapse Games and you, if you was the one with the idea, and if not, you need to tell me who do I need to appreciate. I always love, I always love, and I say it third time, I always love when games uh, put already the trays, the plastic tray, with all the little component part, component section, in that way you can put them back and it makes way easier the setup and putting the game back into the box. Who was the idea with the separated item trays? Uh, it, it was my idea. Uh, oh, thank you very much. <laughs> it's a pleasure. Well, I already play a lot of games like you do and I like to play a game and when it's time to just put back the game in this box, not not to start back a puzzle game where this piece goes and finally don't find it. Oh, maybe it goes there and finally, no, it's another piece. So I just wanted to make it super easy to put back in the box and same thing for setup. Everything is very easy to, to do the setup and put back in the box, you know, exactly where each component goes. Because actually the trays, I mean, it's very, it's very cute now. Now that I love the cute things, right? Like I said before, I didn't like them. But I mean, now you have like the little eggs uh, symbol on the tray that you know the the egg card goes here, and the dragon cards, the objective cards, they go here. And the first player token, which is very nice, goes here. And um, the dice, which they're very big and very, we're gonna talk about dice in a little bit uh, because I like them a lot too. Um, they go here, and then the the token coins go here. And even I need to ask you this. I know we're gonna talk about it, but. I, I'm pretty sure all of you amazing listeners that had the opportunity to be at Gen Con and that you tried this game, you noticed that the components, they were great for the price because they were showing you acrylic tokens and metal coins. Now, with the game that they hand me on Gen Con, it included me those uh, acrylic and metallic uh, coins, let's call it, right? Yeah. Uh, with very nice uh, cloth bags, blue ones, with they are also with incubation name and all the stuff. Even on the tray, I don't know if you if you thought about this, and probably I'm just putting everything in, in the wrong spot. No, I think I'm doing it. Even on the games and the components, if you have these upgrade components, you have a space for them to put them there with their with the bag. Now, these components, my first thing will be, are they were only available for since I'm talking about the components and now everybody probably that are getting the game gonna try to find them. These components, are they were only available at Gen Con or conventions, or they will be available in any website, in Synapse website or how can the, the people can get these components? It is mostly for events, conventions, and store who wants to run, run game nights and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, so that's why the incubation was pre-released in Gen Con. So we wanted to make sure that it's available there for every gamer that, that want to buy it. So yes, it's a game gateway game, but I want 
still to be able to improve your game if you want with the, those metal coins and those acrylic tokens. So it will be available if you 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 have a local game store closed that is doing an event, if you go to different conventions in the US. So those will be available for you. Okay. Now, if you happen not to be having a gaming store around you or a convention that you can go around you, hey, don't worry, here to this. And I'm not knocking at the door. These are the cardboard tokens that you get on the game. So you can hear by the quality. And I like to do this with games. And, you know, in that way, we can uh, you can have what, by audio the feeling that the components are good. Um, the tokens that it, they include in the game, they're, they're fantastic. The cardboard is it's pretty good quality. And you, I mean, you really don't need the acrylic tokens and the metal coins. Something nice to have if you go to conventions, once again, like Carl mentioned, Uh, but if not, don't worry. I mean, you're still getting a very good quality of components. Uh, talking about the the type of cardboard and also the the color on the on the components, the coins on the on the cardboard looks good. The gold coins too. The water, the fire. Anyway, the components they you, they did a great job with the components, Mr. Carl. Let me tell you that. Um, Thank you. The first player token is nice, a cute blue little baby dragon for all of you that like cute things just like me i guess <laughs> and then you have uh one two three four five different uh character or not character like a uh, player mat which you will be able to hatch to to place to uh the uh, dragon car i will i was going to call them dinosaurs but dragon cars <laughs> in each and then it has a little track of resources that you need to complete uh depends on the dragon that you're hatching uh, to uh you know make that dragon born i guess And then you have objective cards and all this stuff. Now, I will let you to tell us a little about the about the main board, which it was very clever, and the illustration is good too. Thank you. So, in in the middle of the the table, you have the the market, which is round, which is not not usual as a the the main game board. Mm -hmm. So you have that in a wheel in the middle. So everything is divided in eight different segments. And so you have two segments of each dragon color, and this is the main mechanic of the game. So every time that you roll a certain uh, icon on the dice, you will move that market, and that will generate resources for the uh, uh, the treasure present on, on the board. And that will really uh, gives you indication what what will be the right timing which kind of egg you want to to have when it's a good time to add your egg and things like this so in that main board which is circular is very a uh, uh, neat uh, mechanic that yeah. triggers resources for everyone yeah i think i think i i really like that part of the game too like you mentioned it's probably one of the main mechanics that circle board that Well, basically, that there. Are, before we jump in, we're gonna jump into the gameplay in our next section. But just let's just say that it adds a lot of fun, uh, and it's it makes the game feel a little a different, challenging kind of aspect. Um, it makes the game unique, and that's where you think like, oh, okay. Even if this is a family game, you need to have certain strategy in order to succeed. Anyway, yep. the dice. The dice are great because they're a little bit bigger than a normal standard die. Yep. Um, And they have like it seems like handcrafted uh, the resources and all the stuff, very good quality. But I like the fact that this is this this is this size of die because once again I don't have kids, we don't have, I don't have a son or a daughter, but I have nephews and niece. So this is a game where the, when the kids see the dice rolling on the table, which I have it here in my hand, probably you can hear them. I'm trying to give you the sound effect of the die. But when you roll them on the table, 
they they are great they're big they look cute and that can be also very visualized uh very good visualizing for the game and especially for kids i can tell you that so the dice are great my friend too uh, yeah for me that, it was, was important i'm sorry that was your intention when they made the components of the game yes so for me like i love dice i love rolling dice and I like the feeling of big chunky dice because you really have the feeling of I have the power. I will roll something important. Like if you have a very small die, it's not the same feeling. But there's only two dice in the game, but I wanted to make something good. The noise, the 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 feeling when you you have them in your hands, and they they there's also a marble effect in the dice. Uh, so it, it's. I wanted to make sure that those huge dice, which will give you the the option of the different decision that you will have to do, are important in the game. So that's why I wanted to have bigger dice than usual in the board game. Okay, so that's great. The, the eyes, like we said, they're very cute. They trade everything. So now, usually, when we finish the inside the box section, uh, we usually go to the gameplay. But before we go into the gameplay, my friend, once again, let me tell you what you're going to get in the box. You're going to get 36 uh, dragon egg cards, which they will you will try to hatch those. You're going to get 10 objective cards. You're going to take uh, you're going to have five incubator boards, which are the, the ones that I told you that they have two spaces, one for uh, you know for a dragon or a, or an egg. Then you're going to get the game board, the spinner that goes on the game board. You're going to get 30 silver coins, which they are also one victory points. You're going to get 15 gold coins, which are five victory points. 30 fire tokens, 30 water tokens, the two magnificent die, the first player token. So, and of course, one of my favorite things of the game, the divider tray, which I love. And the rule book, which we already talked about it on the beginning, which is very, very nice, very cute. Uh, even the illustrations in the rule book are very, very nice. You know, the pictures and all the stuff. And it tells you, even if English, believe me, English is not my primary language, as you can tell. Even if English is not your primary language, don't worry. You will get it. You will learn it very easy. No need to go to, go to Board Game Geek and check for weird rules or go to Reddit and check for real books either. You will get the game right away into the table and you're going to be able to play. So now let's jump into our next section, which is gameplay. Now, Carl, I will, I will leave you the mic to you and you will explain us the gameplay, which I know is very, very fun and very straightforward. So let's talk about the gameplay of the game. Okay, so now we're, we're all dragon breeders, and okay. we want to become the richest of, uh, of all dragon breeders. Uh -huh. uh, so for that, we will have to collect some eggs that we'll put in our incubators. And the incubators is the, the player board. So every player has his own board. On the incubators, you have two places to put your eggs. So we can work on two eggs at the same time. So you have four different kind of eggs, so blue, green, red, and yellow. And every time that is your turn, you will roll those two big uh, chunky dice. Yeah. Then you will have some three choices. It's either you take a resources, which could be water or fire or even a coin, because a coin is also a victory point. You can decide to re-roll one or two dice. Or you can decide to sacrifice one of those dice, say, I won't use those resources or I won't uh, uh, roll them again, but I will take a new egg instead. So the way to get more eggs is by sacrificing your egg. So right from the start, 
you only roll two dice and you have three different options. So you have to, to do a decision making. Okay. And then, so let's say you collect the resources. Every coin is a victory point, but it could be also uh, a way to complete common objectives. So there's common objectives saying the first player who completes uh, three red dragons and two green dragons will collect the cards, but sometimes it could be three blue dragons and 10 coins, you, yeah. you get the, the card. And with that objective card, it's also worth victory points. Yeah. So when you collect resources, you add it to your incubator where you have an egg. And when the, the egg has all the resources that it needs, you flip the card, put back the, the resources back to the reserve. And now that egg is just turned into a dragon. So let's uh -huh. say you just add a red, uh, red egg into a dragon. You will claim, collect one of the chests in the middle board, which is the, 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 the market wheel uh, of the matching color. So you will grab one red chest matching with your red dragon. So you have two red chests. So you will choose one. So you have another decision to make. Which one are you make? Because you can create combos. It's possible to hatch more than one egg during the same round. And the other thing that uh, you can do with the uh, with the dice, there's one phase that I never mentioned before. You have a chest. When you roll a chest, you're not allowed to re-roll it, and you're not allowed to discard it to, to uh, grab a new egg card. You're yeah. forced to move the market wheel from one one slot and that that's will generate like, that's the yeah. part like, that's the part like from the game because it can be beneficial to you or it can be very annoying <laughs> so that's the, exactly that's the exactly like from the game. Yeah. yeah so so that will generate resources for the the market in the middle which like more resources you will have and that's mean when you will hatch an egg you will get more treasure so yeah. there, there's a good timing. Oh my God, there's so many resources in the green chest. I need to hatch a green egg before Derek because I want this this treasure because that will give me so many resources easily. Yeah. And there's always also a bonus. So every time that you roll a pair, so two fire, instead of calling two, collecting two resources, you will collect three. Same thing for the coins, same thing for water. And if you roll two chests, instead of moving the market wheel, you will collect the chest of your choice, which is very good. So there's a little bit of push your luck to try to, to get the better result there. Yes. So you have three main mechanics. So you roll the die you and you try to push your luck a little bit. The, mm -hmm. the stronger mechanic there is the resource management. So it's a very good game to introduce people of what is a resource management game. Yeah. And you have the race of the objective at the end of the game. So the first player who complete that objective claim the card. And the game ends when there's no more objective cards or two two decks of eggs out of three that are empty trigger the end of the game as well. So depending on how many players you are, two, three, four, five players, it's pretty much always the same amount of time uh, because the amount of objectives are not the same. So I really want to make a game that is not one time 20 minutes and the other time 45 minutes. So it's really pretty much 30, 35 minutes, depending how many players you are. And earlier, Derek, you mentioned that you play at two, three, four, five players. The yeah. game is 
pretty much well balanced. Like it's not, yeah, you could play it too, but it's not really fun. So I was going to say, I was going to, but we're, we're going to jump that. Don't worry. We're going to go through okay. the review part. Holy horses, but hold on. You know, one of the things that I, uh, that I really find very clever and at some point annoying during my gameplays too, uh, which this game I already played at quite a times, uh, are the, and we didn't mention, you explained perfectly the gameplay. Of course, it's your game. <laughs> you played it better than <laughs> me. But uh, um, the Irid Eggs and the Mystery Eggs. Yes, Those are true. very nice additions to the game. And the Irid Eggs, or Hybrid, I'm sorry, Hybrid Eggs. I'm telling you, my accent is killing me. Um, <laughs> those, those are very annoying at some point too. Because, yes. yeah, they, they give you, you know, they, they score whatever, but they don't help you. They don't help you to complete objective cards. And you don't know, I mean, on the gameplay, in, in you, if you can see pictures that I already post on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter about the game, and I promise you I will post uh, before the episode more pictures about the game. I'm going to bring it probably tonight with my wife. Um, when, you, when you're hatching the egg, like, like Carl mentioned, you don't know what color of dragon it's uh, behind, right? You know, you, you, well, you know by the eggs, but... I mean, you, you, well, you expect what kind of dragon, but with the hybrid eggs, there are two colors and better nothing. Yeah. So the, 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 the two special eggs. So as you mentioned that there's a hybrid eggs, which you have two colors on the eggs. Uh, earlier I was mentioning when you hatch an egg, it turns to a dragon and you collect the same color, like the matching color. So if it's a, a red egg, you will collect a red tre- uh, chest. Yeah. But the hybrid, let's say you have a blue and red egg, which means you will collect two chests instead of one, which is very good because you collect more resources. But yeah. on the other end, it won't help you to complete any objectives. But when you, you complete a, a regular egg, it will help you to complete objective to do your set collections. Yeah. And we got also the mystery eggs, which yeah, is those the... Yeah, those ones I really like. Those ones are yeah. great. Yeah, so it's it's the total opposite. So those ones don't have any color. So when you complete them, you won't get any any resources from the chest in the middle of the board. But when you flip the card, it could count as any color of dragons to help you to complete the objective. So it's like a wild card, a wild dragon to complete any any dragon objectives. So it, it really like the timing is very important. Is it good to complete the hybrid egg because if the market is full then you will collect so much resources but if the market is empty then it's not very powerful but even then you will score points because you complete an uh, an egg every egg that you complete worth some points every coin that you collect worth some points and every objective yeah. that you complete worth some point as well yeah exactly so basically after this amazing uh, tutorial by carl Breer, the designer of incubation uh, audio tutorial once again. So if you're swimming, you can learn. Which once again, tell me how you do that. Uh, the end of the game will be triggered either, like Carl mentioned, by uh, if you finish two dragon egg decks have run out from the ones that you're drafting or drawing the eggs to hatch them, or if there are no more available objective cards. And the victory is simple as each player totals the the coins that they have at the objective card, they hatch dragon eggs, as well any tokens that they collect during the game. Of course, the one and the fives from the gold and silver, and the player uh, with more points win. In case of a tiebreaker, um, you know, in case of a tie, I'm sorry, the tiebreaker will be the player with the most completed objective cards wins. And if that persists, if the, uh, the player with the most hatched dragon eggs wins, and if it still persists, come on, Frank, you need to share the victory. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, well, at one point, with... yeah. 
Don't exactly. fight on the table. Don't flip the table on. You guys share the victory. Don't fight. It's, it, you know, it could be situations like who's going to sleep in the couch now because they, they were still tied on the, on the game. So did you, did you have any other idea for a tiebreaker or that's it? <laughs> uh, well, for me, I think at one point, that's it. If you really want to do a tiebreaker, you have to play a second game. Uh, a, a second, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's like a half an hour. So you, yeah, yeah. You, you have time to, to, to take your revenge. <laughs> yeah. Like place, I guess, only two more objective cards and let's see who complete them or whatever. And that's it. That will be yeah. the, the other type. The solo BG podcast edition tiebreaker to uh, incubation, I guess. So now that we talk about the gameplay, now let's go into the fun part. In the fun part, I'm sorry, Mr. Carl, because here's where we talk about their review, our thoughts on the game, which I know is going to be, I don't know. Have you been in any other uh, interview about this game that they ask you about a review of your game or not? Uh, yes, uh, I like a video reviews. I already done, done that or at BGG when I was meeting different reviewers, but it's, it's my first official podcast. Okay, that's great. Well, that, that, now I feel very uh, honored. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing. When I say reviews, more like about have anybody asked you to qualify your game before? To qualify my game? Yeah, like for, you know, from zero to five, zero to 10 or whatever. Mm. Don't tell me the answer right now, but have anybody asked you in, in the past? I mean, don't tell me what you think about your game. Just have anybody asked you that question? Nobody asked me that before. Okay, so now we are in the, my favorite part of the show, which is <laughs> uh, what do we think about the game in solo with friends once again? Okay, Carl. So the game is great. Like I said, and you are missing listeners, I play it a lot. I play two, three, four, five players, which that means at least four times. And from those four times, I play it multiple times. Um, it's a game that I really enjoy. It has nice mechanics. It's different. The components are probably, I mean, they're great. They're, they're a huge, huge uh, part on this game. The tray, once again, this is a personal thing. I love when games give you the specific trays for different sections of the game. The board mechanic is great. The rule book is great. Um, the thing, and we mentioned it before, Carl, uh, you know, I don't have kids, right? So I play mm -hmm. with my wife mainly and other than game nights with my friends. The solo, I mean the solo, I was going to say, well, there's no solo variant, of course. <laughs> there's no I mean, solo variant. <laughs> okay. Unless you want to have, have a weird training with your alter ego, which is yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, it could but, be. Uh, it could be, yeah, you want to do it solo. But the two-player variant. So here's the thing. On the game, if, if, unless I'm doing a mistake, you tell me otherwise. When you're trying to complete objective cards, they need certain requirements, like we talked. Like yep. in one card, for example, they will need three red dragons and two green dragons. Or another one will be uh, four, any any four dragons, and you need to have ten coins, silver coins. Right. Okay. Right. So when you're trying to get the subjective, the objectives, I'm sorry, you actually don't spend your resources. You need exactly. you just those are requirements that you need to have. Yep. It's not like okay. I'm, I'm completing this card here, my 10 coins to the supply. No, you still keep those 10 coins. They're just requirements to complete the objective, and you can only complete one objective per turn. So yeah. far, so good, right? Yes, you, you okay. understood the, the rule perfectly. Okay, so here is, um, I I mean, it's not that I didn't like, but I, I just hoped or wished, like we, we talk about this, that there would be a two-player variant on the rulebook. Now, but no problem, my friends, no problem. We have the solo BG podcast two-player variant too. <laughs> okay. So what my wife came with this idea because I was getting a lot of objectives right away and she was a kind of like, 
at some point it's starting to get very intense in the game. And I was like, okay, I need, I need, I need to hold my horses or I will sleep on the couch tonight. <laughs> so I was like, okay. So she was like, okay, let's do this. Let's say for the card that is the four uh, different dragons that requires 10 coins. Yep. Yes, you had those requirements. But if you get that objective in the two-player game, you're still going to have those coins and those cards for the end of the game victory points. But you're going to keep them in, the, in your area, but you're going to place the objective card on top of them. In that way, you cannot use the same dragon cards or the same silver tokens to get another objective card. You will need to get more dragons and more silver coins or more tokens in order to complete the remaining of the objective cards. I don't know if that makes sense a little bit or not, but that's how we were doing it. And honestly... In my experience, and once again, I need to give my wife the credit because I did indeed that variant. <laughs> so, Erica, thank you, my love. You did a at least I have fun with your with your two player variants. Of course, I'm gonna tell, I'm not gonna tell her otherwise. But um, you know, it 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 it, it worked great. So, what do you think about the solo two player variant and why a two uh, two player variant was wasn't included on the rulebook? Uh, yeah, it's true. You can do that. Uh, it was the case before, but I I noticed that it was a lot harder to complete the objectives if you cannot use the same dragons or the coins to be able to use them for multiple objectives. That's true. It is so, more hard and it takes more time. Yeah, so during the game, the decision-making of choosing the eggs that you need or to block the other players or is very important. So, yeah. And you still can win without the objective. Of course, if you have the, the old five objective, it's still 25 points, which is huge. But if yeah. you have three objectives, she got two, or you got three, she got one, and the, the deck is empty, she can still win because she did different combinations. She maximized her eggs and resources and stuff like that. But of course, if you have all the objectives, that means you were good with points, blue dragon, red dragon, green dragon, and yellow dragon. So yeah. she she kind of... It, it's possible really to block the other player by, oh, okay, he's almost have this one. So the next green hag, I have to take it even even if I don't need it, only to block him to avoid it to take the objective. Yeah. So do, do, do you approve the the solo VG to player variant? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course. The, the goal of the game is to have fun. Yeah, so I know. I know. You, you can, like, it's, it's, the game is designed, or in general, games... If there's no, like they everybody creates fun, yeah. their own rules yeah. for for gateway games, like even Monopoly, nobody plays Monopoly the same ways. And I mean, it's fine as long as you agree at the start of the game and you're having fun. That's the goal of the game. Now and, I need to tell you this: if you play two-player version, I mean two-player, uh, uh, two players, I'm sorry, this game with a rule book, you will still have fun. The only thing that we were having so much fun that we wanted to last longer. We oh, could, yeah. That, that... You could say, like, yeah, well, you could play the game many times. But we just came with weird, this weird idea. But I, yeah. think, I think it was a good thing that we did that because that, once again, the source of that idea was, okay, we wanted the play to be, we wanted to have the game longer because we were having fun. Like you were mentioning, that was the main goal. Um, but with what I'm saying is like you don't need to follow all this <laughs> crap that I'm telling you. I mean, it's, I mean the rulebook is great, the mechanics are great, and if you play two, three, or four, five players, it will work just fine. The only thing, yes, I need to say, if you do two player, of course the, the mechanic doesn't change, and the amount of time 
will be lower. If you're having a lot of fun, which I'm pretty sure you do, well, you want to bring the, the game again, probably say, do something like, okay, whoever wins three games, he wins the, you know, the total championship of incubation, or, um, or do this kind of a weird variant that I shared with you that my wife came with the idea, or just, you know, do whatever you, you feel like is going to work for you. But once again, the rule book, I, I don't want to mislead this comment with saying like, okay, no, the rule book should be like this. No, of course not. It's just, <laughs> I'm just sharing the, the experiences, right? And, and what we did, but it's because we were having so much fun with the game that we wanted to be longer, you know? Yeah, that, that, that's usually will, how things are. <laughs> I will play that variant this week for sure. Okay, you t- you tell me what you think, and then yes, and I I can I can tell all of you amazing listeners through our social medias if don't do it or yes do it. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Reported by Carl. So you know we talk about the we talk about the game call, we talk about the components, the mechanic. Other that than that observation, I guess of the two player variant, which actually you mentioned it before we talk about this um, during the gameplay. I think you mentioned it. Um, I don't see any other, uh, you know, let's call it, well, we're not going to call it issue, but any other, uh, you know, detail with the game. And probably is because, like you were mentioning at the beginning, your idea was to make a very straightforward game, a fun game, no too crazy in components with 100 miniatures that, you, that we will never end up painting. Um, but, you know, just what you need in a good quality in order to have fun, have a gateway game, and more than a gateway, I, I would like to I like to call it an introduction game. Yes. Or a, or a door, an open door game, to bring more people into the hobby. Now, this doesn't mean that if you're a heavy player, you won't have fun. I'm telling you, I like child. You know, amazing listeners and friends. I like challenging games. I like games that I yep. can die. That very immersive thing. Like let's put let's put some Lord of the Rings soundtracks in the soundtrack in the background and let's kill each other and things like that. No, and even that. I mean, that's my taste on games. And even that with incubation, I'm telling you, I had to make a variant in order to make it longer because I was having fun. So that tells you all about the game, I guess. Yeah, actually, yeah, the game is as you, you mentioned is it's a great intro- introduction game. Like, I play with my kids a lot. I, I, I saw a lot of families playing it, like, again and again, and with their parents, of like, their grandparents about 70 years old, and they understood. So that is great. But also, I wanted to have fun while I, I, I was playing, while I'm playing with my kids or with, with the uh, people that are not used to play board games. Because it's fun to, to play games, like, like they play games, but I wanted to have fun as well. I wanted to have decision making. I wanted to 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 still have a competitive aspect of racing for something or try to really get better results. So I, I really wanted to have a challenging game with decision making for gamers and still very accessible for non-gamers. Yeah. Actually, I want to tell you, Carl, and I'm going to commit with you and all of you amazing listeners. I have a, a niece that she is, uh, she's going to be, she's two years old, um, and I'm, she's in Texas, like I said, I'm in Indiana, and I will see her again on the holiday times, by uh, Christmas and all this stuff. I'm planning to spend a week at home, and of course, I'm bringing games because I'm tr- I've been trying to do, introduce my, my parents and all, you know, uh, brothers and all stuff to board games since they're more like in video games and stuff, and I guess real <laughs> life stuff. <laughs> so yeah. I'm going to try to do my game, but I'm, I want to bring this game and try to, of course, you know, two-year-old will be hard, yeah. but I'm going to try <laughs> to show it 
to play with and guide her to my uh, niece uh, mm-hmm. and try to, 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 you know, try to through her make her, you know, roll some big die, chunky dice like the one we have here. And let's see, you know, I mean, that would be a good, uh, I guess, um, experiment to see how, how younger incubation can go, I guess, in, in uh, kids uh, age-wise. Yeah, actually, it's it's very easy to, like, be with a, a, a younger children. Like, they can roll dice. And then, yeah. okay, let's just pick a, a fire or let's just pick a coin. And they, they don't do necessarily the decision-making. So that's where you, you are there. But they can participate. And this is a great way to integrate like your your family, your niece, your your children into board games. They don't need to understand the whole thing. They want to be with you. They want to have fun with you. And yeah. let them participate into the game. That's priceless. And I think this that's the most beautiful uh, part of this game incubation. I mean, besides the mechanics, besides the design, besides the, the art, besides everything else, the, the beauty of this game is how wide age-wise people can play the amount of people that can come into the table and gather and socialize and be together and talk and play and having fun without the need of any complex rule and you know weird games like we do like <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> uh, so that's that's a fantastic aspect of the game now here comes the challenging part carl okay we need to give your game a number and it goes from zero to five where we take this Netflix rating aspect. Yeah, so okay. where zero is where you hate it. You don't want to watch that movie again ever. <laughs> and five, it's you love it. You can watch that movie, movie many, 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 many times every night, like Gladiator uh, type of movie, you know, like something right. huge, like, oh, my God. So I'm going to ask you first. Guests always are first. Let's say, let's put in the alternate universe like DC and Marvel <laughs> that you didn't create the game. And you buy the game from a store, mm-hmm. and you need to rate the game. And let's let's even put in that alter universe that Carl has a podcast about gaming, and he needs to rate the game. What number would you give to Incubation? Oh, that's a hard question. Okay, I'm telling you, man. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I would say four of five, uh, uh, a score of four. I think it's uh, it it's. Yeah, I will rate it four. Okay, four. Yeah. Now, I will, I will, I didn't, I didn't give you this help, but I mean, of course, when we rate the games, also, well, who we are to rate the games, first of all, but you know, we like to give your, uh, your, my, our opinions and experiences. I guess that's where all it's based because the reviewers are. It's always something very subjective, you know, to every every person. Like I always yeah. share, like uh, there's so many, many great reviewers outside, but I really don't appreciate with some of them. Uh, they say like, well, this is a bad game. Don't get it. I always feel bad because we're nobody to tell that. I mean, the, once again, the reviews are very subjective. They are according to our experiences uh, and all that kind of stuff. And be, behind every game, there's a lot of work. Like in just for example, incubation. You have, you know, I don't want to call them graphic designers. You have artists that they work in the art. You have people that work uh, in the import aspect. You have designers. You have publisher. People that actually. You know, they are like you and me. They pay taxes, all the stuff. So it's a big industry behind. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a big thing, you know. Uh, and when people say like, "Well, don't buy this game," it's like, "Well, you're being disrespectful for all these people that are behind that project." That a, a game could be 
for you or it cannot work for you, but that doesn't mean anything else. So that's where that's what I was trying to say, like the review is very subjective. Now, in this game, of course, I put it on the category of a family games, like we'd say, like gateway games, all the stuff that you will already talk about it. And in that category, I think not because you're here, Carl, and not because this game was provided to me by Luma Imports once again, I think that this game, it's definitely a must have for that library of gaming. Uh, I'm sorry, for from uh, family friendly, very easy games to learn and challenging at the same time. Now, if I get to give a number, I will probably be a little bit above Carl and I will give it a 4.5 in that category. It's a game that I can bring to the table basically every time that somebody wants to play with me and I will always be open to suggest incubation. I can bring to the incubation to the table every time that I have guests at home that they're not, uh, you know, board gamer players. I can bring it because it will be easier and it will be different to what they're used to with board games. I can bring it to a cabin trip. I can bring it to camping. I can bring it to the beach too, if you want. I mean, you just be careful with the components. But I mean, I feel like this game is for everything, everywhere and everyone. So with that being said, I will definitely give this game a 4.5. It's a plus if you have kids, get this game. It's very, very common that, you know, I have friends that they have kids and they want to bring their kids into the hobby. Well, this is a, this could be the, this is, could be it, the, the one that you need to get in order for them to, to jump into it. For nieces, nephews, friends, neighbors, whatever, this is a great game. So my rating for this game, Carl, is 4.5. Wow, Do you thank agree you. or disagree with me? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, I, I'm agree. Actually, you better say you agree. Yeah, yeah, I'm agree. <laughs> I, I was quite quite close of yours. So yes, yeah. I, I'm I'm agree. I'm very happy that you enjoy the game that much. Yeah, and and I wanna wanna tell once again, um, it's not because the game was provided to me. No, and once again to all the publishers, designers, thank you very much to all of you that sent the game to to my person to Solo BG Podcast for episodes. Um, and but you know, you and amazing listeners, you also wanna know the true experiences. And once again, um, I try to be fair, and that doesn't have anything to do with the enjoyment that I have from the game. Now, Carl, this game, where besides local gaming stores, uh, probably, I don't know if this game, I guess we can say, I don't know if this game is in Amazon or not, which of course, I, I always try to encourage all of you amazing listeners and myself to get the game from favorite leg, uh, from the gaming stores, in that way we can support the hobby and all the stuff, business at the end of the, at the, end of the day. Um, but where can they get this game? Do, do Synapse Games has any website where the people can get this game? Uh, we don't sell directly on our website. Uh, we we use our distributors such as Luma uh, to uh, to make the game as a, as much accessible as possible. So local ga- uh, your local game stores is about it, to to have it if they don't already have it. Of course, it will be available on Amazon if you don't have any local game store close to your house. So the game is, is available quite easily through many, many different stores in the U.S. and worldwide, actually. Now, Carl, if, if, I don't know if you're allowed to say it or not, but I'm pretty sure you're, you're, you're the boss. <laughs> so um, <laughs> what, what, is the, what is the price on, on American dollars of the game? It's $35. Oh really? I, oh man, yep. I thought it was I thought it was like forty five or something. No, I, I really wanted to make the game accessible. That's not only in the complexity of the game, or the 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 complexity of the rule book, the the length, but the price was also very important uh, for it, me. It's a very good, uh, you know, affordable, accessible price, especially with the components that you're getting. It's it's great. And now that holidays are coming. Well, you know, this is also a good option for a gift, you know, to try to bring indirectly more more family and friends to the hobby. 
And once again, uh, this was incubation from Synapse Games. Uh, be pending of Synapse Games. Follow them on their social media. Which, Carl, you are in Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff? Yeah, I'm on Instagram, Facebook. I have my, uh, the, the, we have uh, our website as well. Uh, so, yeah, don't hesitate to contact us directly. Synapse Games is S-Y-N-A-P-S-E-S. -E Just because of my accent that I know it sucks. There you go. Now I spell it for you. I hope I, had a a, I got an A on spelling B. And Carl, once again, thanks for being in the show. I hope you had fun. Um, thanks for showing us the game, I guess, through audio. And I'm very looking forward to more games from Synapse, more news, more expansions probably. Who knows? And, you know, looking forward to talk to you again in the future and talk about your games or talk about anything that you want to talk in the podcast. Thank you very much. It was very nice to uh, to be with you for this podcast. And for sure, uh, we we could have uh, we can plan more podcasts for next year. We already have two games in the pipeline. So and it's always in the same range, not the same, uh, not necessarily resource management, but the same range of people, easy, accessible, but you still have fun, even if you're a gamer. Okay, and if you happen to be you feel like very nice one day if you want to make a solo variant that would be great yep <laughs> i will think about it about, about you that's for sure all right the, the second and the third game we will have a solo version included in the game there you no go. spoiler that's, yeah, that, that's fantastic in that way you know uh it will be solo with friends slash solo with you in that way yeah that way yeah uh, so that's great i'm looking forward now i'm more excited uh and you know thank you once again for being in the show And for all of you amazing listeners, like always, remember... For victory, go tell your friends. And before we say goodbye, remember to follow us also on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at SoloBGPodcast. Till next time, see you through the speaker and at the tabletop. <laughs>